You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us. Lance Peterson. I'm sure you've seen him around. If you follow real estate and yeah, accredited investing and a passive investing, um, he's a founder and managing partner at Veravest. They're based out of uh, Portland, and Veravest is a investment real estate investment platform which designed to bring transparency and trust to middle market investing. Uh, they have, you know, their platform provides uh, capital management consulting. Um, investor servicing, accounting and tax services, um, due diligence. And we're going to talk about that in this episode, sponsored due diligence, um, pretty much providing accredited investors a one-stop shop to find investment opportunities and find partners to invest with that have been vetted through Verifest platform. And Lance has a pretty interesting and, and robust background in the uh, commercial real estate industry. Um, so, Love to have him introduce himself and to share his background and love to learn more about Veravest and the sponsored due diligence that you guys uh, perform is next to none. And maybe we can get into some of that and in terms of the weeds of that. So thanks for coming on the show, Lance. No, thanks for having me, Anthony. I really, <clears throat> really appreciate it. For sure. So what did I give your company a good... Yeah. No, that was all it. Yeah, really good, really good. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, just by way of background. So for me, I I really started my career as more of an IT guy. So as a network engineer, and I started my own company when I was 20 and, you know, built up an IT services company um, to around 5 million in revenue. I think didn't realize how crazy that is to, to, to do that. And um, I ended up selling that to my business partner in 20, uh, 2007 and uh, a guy that I had known, um, it was in my entrepreneurs organization forum group, Matt Burke. Um, you know, we became good friends through that group and, uh, he was a commercial hard money lender, the Pacific Northwest. He asked me to come over to his firm to help them, you know, grow and scale that out. That was really my first exposure to, um, I mean, besides I had like three real estate guys in my, my forum group. So I started to kind of figure out how the, the commercial real estate game worked and, that was really my sort of initial um, introduction, you know, into it. And, and really for us, we were running, you know, at, uh, some blind pool funds, you know, so, you know, quickly kind of figured out how to manage those and, you know, all the SEC stuff that comes along with it and custodial accounts and, you know, all of, all of those things. And of course, as, as lenders, we're, you know, you've got to underwrite transactions. And so all the things that go along with, you know, underwriting a deal and, whether or not you're going to, you know, advance, uh, you know, funds on it. I mean, it was a, a great sort of intro into the space, but I think that for us, how we sort of got here with what we're doing now at Veravest was really, um, it was really a lot by accident. I think that like many businesses, you sort of end up um, having to solve problems that you're dealing with, right, is, is sort of getting in your way. And I think we, we experienced that. We decided in 2012 to pivot the business and to become more of a private equity, you know, real estate firm, more of a capital allocator. 
and you know rather than just solely lending um because you had geographic sort of limitations you know it's just it's just hard to it's harder to scale we felt like you know we we'd rather find great operators around the country executing whatever strategy they're executing whatever geography they're located in and you know help capitalize them that was really sort of the the impetus for it we just felt like that was the hard part there's a lot of good operators out there that just have a hard time getting access to capital to execute their strategies because they're you know usually sort of below the radar for the institutional investors and um so that was really our first foray into it but really we we quickly learned a couple things that were big problems in the space one was how do you vet these operators right appropriately um so you know that that was a challenge and and trying to figure out you know hey they're 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 making these claims and they're saying they've done all these great things you know we don't we don't know that so we need to conduct due diligence and we realize just how challenging it is to conduct due diligence on someone who's sort of a sub-institutional operator um and you know but we had to build that competency you know in-house and the other one was sort of the back office component um we realized that you know we we had sort of solved that problem in our own firm and had a team we built and that's really a big part of what i had done and but we realized that it was lacking in most people their ability to prepare financials consistently and accurately and correctly and properly is you know is a huge problem and so in 2013 we started offering that you know amazon style we're like hey we've already got the team built hire us and we'll do it for you and um and that's sort of where veravest was born then was uh is a department or division inside of a private equity real estate firm and we spun that out in in 2017 and so really that's been the thing is just trying to figure out how can we help worthy you know real estate entrepreneurs uh more efficiently access capital and more efficiently capitalize their their deal flow right it's just it's it it's hard enough as you know Anthony to to find a transaction worth doing I mean, you got to look at a lot of deals before you can find one that sort of pencils and even when you get there that's just that's just the beginning i mean you you know sourcing the debt and um you know structuring it and working with attorneys and you know there's there's so many moving parts to syndicate a single transaction you know let alone uh you know launching like a blind pool fund or whatever and 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 as you know too i mean the business model for a a real estate entrepreneur is sort of it's all back end loaded right so how do you pay for all these humans and expertise uh as you're growing and scaling and i think that's a big challenge right it's it's easier when you're just getting started but as soon as you start to get some uh sense of growth and scale it starts to bog down because you need to add headcount and you know the revenue's just not there you've got asset management fees that represent you know really not much at all and acquisition fees you know you don't get them until after you find a transaction and close it and you know you can't you can't always count on them and and of course the the, the carry and the promote might be 5 7 8 10 years down the road so you can't spend can't spend that money so i think for us we've really looked at it like how can we build something that allows people to you know just grow and scale their businesses by kind of plugging into our infrastructure excellent overview so uh let me follow up with a few things so how many sponsors uh, i mean you've been you guys have been around for about 10 years at the very best level you meant yeah very bad 2013 so 8 8 years yeah 8 years okay so 8 years so during those during that 8 year period or even now how many active sponsors are using the platform and 
I guess, are they doing their raise on a deal by deal basis? Uh, you mentioned there's really no blind pools, I believe, um, or funds set up for different sponsors. So how does that process work? How does a, I'm going to ask a lot of questions, but how does a sponsor, you know, get on your platform and what are the things that you look for in a sponsor personally? So maybe just a few, yeah, few high level questions. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, the, the business was really built on administering blind pool funds. So what, what happened was that when people kind of, when, when deal sponsors reached a point where it made sense to sort of make the transition from, you know, uh, funding deals one deal at a time to, you know, more of a pooled vehicle. So especially a lot of private lenders, you know, they hit that point a lot faster than maybe commercial real estate or multifamily guys do. Um, you know, you're able to syndicate one-off deals longer um, in that model. But but either way, when people kind of reach a point where they're like, man, we're just doing too many deals. So they'd come to us and we would, we have uh, a fund advisory consulting practice. So we would you know, help them think through that and structure it and, and put together a term sheet and interface with legal counsel to sort of draft, draft documents. And so that was really what the business was sort of built on was people that would come to us at that point, we would then administer it. So we're now at about 2 billion in assets under administration. And in terms of the number of, you know, clients that we, we you know, consider our clients, you know, those who are paying us money on a regular basis, about 130 um, around the country. And so, you know, they're, and it's about 50, 50, I'd say, you know, 50% are private lenders and the other half are sort of commercial real estate, multifamily acquisition guys. Um, but really every property type, you know, you can imagine is represented in our client base. And so, so really for, for us, what we realized was that, okay, that's great. So we're more of a boutique company. If you come to us, we've got to go through some consulting engagement you've got to be at the point where we're ready for a fund, you know, our business is really growing linearly. I mean, like literally just, you know, so it's like, <laughs> we're now at, you know, whatever 3 million or you know 3.3 million in revenue. It's just been very steady. Um, but we felt like along the way, many of the problems we had to solve were really, um, you know, we, we have our own dev team and we've built our own technology to sort of, to, to, to solve some of these problems we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And so we've got to a point where we're like, Hey, this, we need to figure out how to make the business more scalable because, you know, these things have high value for many people, but the way we originate relationships has to change. And I think that's where um, we, we basically have reoriented the business now that says, okay, rather than you having to be at the point where you need to fund, you know, that that's, you know, that's not when that's not sort of the, the uh, front door, right. To Veribest at this point, the front door is, is really more of the okay. You're out in this. You're out there trying to raise capital. You're trying to first of all. You're trying to build your investor base. You've got 50 names, 50 investor relationships on your list, and you got a deal come up, and you're going to rely on those 50 people to somehow you know put 50, 100, 150, 200 grand into the deal to capitalize it. Um, whether it's a fund or a single asset deal, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You're sort of limited by the depth of your own investor base. So that was problem number one we saw. Well, how can we solve that problem for our clients? How can we help them add more names to the list? Problem number one. Problem number two is how can we uh, increase the close rate and really and, and, and really reduce the sales cycle? Because I think what my time in the space, the thing I've realized that I, I don't think enough 
deal sponsors appreciate is that the fundraising is a sales process, right? Like I think many do. I think many realize that, but many don't. And it really hinders them because what they do is they, they try to chase, you know, they're always looking for sort of the silver bullet. Like, how can I get as much money as I need as fast as I can? Right. And they just, they don't have any sort of funnel set up. Like they just don't, they don't look at it sort of systematically to their own detriment. And I think a lot of people end up getting into, you know, negotiating deals with maybe larger capital providers that are, you know, not that great of deals. I mean, some of the deals I've heard people strike with sort of, you know, capital partners is nuts. And to me, I'm going, you gave up, you gave up 40% of your company to someone that, you know, basically has tied you up and, you know, like, or whatever it is, it just seems like, I'm not sure that was a great idea, but at the time they're thinking, I've got these transactions, I need to close them. These guys have money, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. So for, for me, it's just, we said, okay, come to us. And if you are, if, if you can pass a background check, then, you know, step one is have all the principles, you know, pass a background check. Um, because then we can say, all right, well, now you're Verivest verified. And we can let the world know that you've passed background checks. Because from the investor standpoint, I always feel like that's one of their things. They're going, are you, are you a criminal? Are you a crook? Are you a fraudster? You know, I don't, they don't know. I mean, they all look the same, right? In fact, a lot of times the people who are going to do that seem to be the most charismatic, you know, sort of people who've got it together. So, so for us, that was the whole thing. Like we can help you be discovered by creating a directory where we can drive all the investors that we have relationships with to that spot to discover you because the investors have the same problem, right? The investors wake up and they go like, wow, man, I want to do more of these deals, but you know, I don't know enough people. And once again, I don't know who to trust. I don't know who's good, who's bad. Um, there's so many people out there. Um, so really we felt like we could solve both sides of the, the market's problem with that. So that's sort of the entry point. And we structured it as like a membership program. Cause for me, it's like, it is a commitment. If you're willing to undergo background checks, you're willing to not just pay lip service to like, Hey, I have highest integrity. I'll do the right thing when no one's looking. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe you will, maybe you won't, or maybe you do until something bad happens and then you make the wrong choice. Um, you know, I, I will. I feel like there needs to be more public accountability, right? So people coming out and saying, no, we would always do the right thing. And, and I've met many clients over the years who I can just tell are wired that way. So we just give them sort of that public validation. It's like, okay, we're going to run background checks up front. We're going to do so every year. They got to keep their nose clean. If they don't, they could be removed, right? Reputation risk is high. And then I think the other the two big things that, that we've hit on is just from an investor standpoint and us as investors too, is that verifying track records is, is really, really hard for an investor, for a limited partner, especially if you're only investing 50 grand. I mean, at Fairway, um, the private equity real estate firm we had, I mean, that was the other pain, right? It was just like getting through due diligence. So we had to develop processes internally, but it was at our own expense. So we had the same problem. It's like, we, there's only so many hours in a day. We only have so many people and to have someone show up and go, hey, I got this great deal. Trust me. It's awesome. Trust me. I'm a good guy. Trust me that all this stuff has been done. It, you know, it's sort of like, well, we're not being paid to do conduct due diligence on you. So you basically have to turn people away. And that's what we found. We're like, hey, unless you're, uh, 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 unless you're a known commodity, then we don't have the time to deal with you. And that became a constraint for us. And so I think we, it clicked and we're like, what are we doing? We've already built a process. We know how to verify track records now, legitimately. We know what we're asking for. We're really great at requesting information. That's what that's what you know. Verivest does is sort of, it's we request information from clients 
you know, and add value to it and, and parse it and verify it. And, you know, that's sort of one of our core competencies. So that's what we realized. Well, we could do this for everybody. We could do it with all investors, saves the sponsor a ton of time because you'd only have to have it verified once. And now it's verified once it's on your public profile, right? Investors, it, it just, it just, it needs to be done, right? Because these aren't institutional investors got a, you know, a legion of people behind the scenes who can go do all this work and, you know, keep busy doing it. These are people who are too busy to do that. And it's, it's challenging and it's technical. Um, there's nuance, right. To trying to figure out like, I mean, especially the big one. And you probably see this too, Anthony, right. It's just that there's a lot of this co-GP stuff and it's really hard to figure out like who really was running the transaction, especially from the outside looking in. Now for us, you know, I know how to do it. You know, I request the appropriate documentation. I get operating agreements. You get all these things. You, you check down the entities and, you know, you can figure out who's really running this transaction and who really was just sort of along for the ride or, or you know, somehow channeled some capital to a deal. Um, but that matters, right? Is that we don't want people running around claiming that they've done things they haven't done. Certainly, yet, you know, investors don't. The SEC really frowns upon that. They call it misrepresentation, and you can be barred from selling securities for the rest of your natural life for doing it. Yet, as we speak, someone's you know on a conference call lying their ass off to somebody about what they've done, and and they're raising money doing it. And so, for me, that's where the passion really lies. It's just like there's there's really really good guys out there who are really really good at what they do, and maybe not the world's greatest marketers, and aren't willing to you know fudge the truth or exaggerate what they've done. Um, I want those guys to win, right? I, I, want them to be, I want them to be validated and allow them to be discovered so that they can execute their business plan, build well for themselves and their family and their employees while helping you know, the investors you know, do the same. I think that's the whole reason why, that's why I woke up this morning. It's probably why you woke up this morning, right? Like that's what we're here to do. We do what we love to help people build wealth right? So that they can live the lives they want to live. It's that simple. Yep. No, hundred percent agree. And um, kind of funny, the, towards the end of the conversation, you're saying, well, I, there's been so many times where you may have a sponsor that has a great deal and, you know, but they don't really have the track record and they're, they're, they're lying about it, or they've, maybe they were an LP in a thousand unit deal. And they say, yeah, I own a thousand units. And I've seen that so many times too, or they were maybe a, a 0.05% GP with a lead sponsor and somehow they got carried interest some, you know, through some mechanism and, you know, it's very hard to verify that. So, you know, and like you said, the, the limited partners, they don't have time to check all your operating agreements and check your subscription agreements and verify all the financials. That's where, that's where you guys come in. And, and, you know, you mentioned your background at Fairway Americas. I actually have the due diligence list from Fairway Americas that they sent to me. And I'm sure you're, you're familiar with it. It's very extensive. It's, it's almost <laughs> overbearing a little bit, but it's good because yeah. if you're mm -hmm. not willing to fill it out, then obviously there's issues and, you know, that's going to be an issue. And it's great, Lance, that you built up this brand for yourself and now at Verivest because people in the industry trust you. And if you put the check mark symbol on another sponsor, that means a lot. So it's, it's really incredible what um, you built, which is, which is awesome. Um, uh, I do have a, a couple questions as we wind down the show soon. Um, was, we, we didn't really talk about uh, pricing. You mentioned there was uh, like a package pricing for a sponsor, or I guess it depends upon the level of service you're providing. How does that work? 
um, maybe just on a high level for all yeah, my sponsors I mean, listening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the sponsor due diligence piece is super affordable. Um, you know, the background checks are $288 per principal. So that's sort of the application fee. The, the membership fee right now is $65 per month per sponsor, okay. right? And then the to verify your track record, um, we sort of look at it like I need to verify an acquisition of an asset, a disposition of an asset, and then, you know, performance metrics if the deal's gone full cycle. So we charge $48 to verify an acquisition, $48 to verify a disposition, and $240 to verify the performance metrics at the asset level, IRR and, you know, equity multiple. Um, and then the ongoing monitoring fee, which I think is the part that sort of, it, it sort of hurts many sponsors' brains. Um, it, investors get it immediately. Is that, you know, you can, sub, we basically say we offer a monitoring service. What's that mean? You take property level financials, income statement, balance sheet, bank statements, bank recs, and the general ledger detail, which shows us all the detailed transactions that went through the partnership. And you provide that to us on a quarterly basis. We then review it against the operating agreement to make sure that all the money went where it was supposed to go. And any assets that were acquired or disposed of, we'll verify that those you know, exist and or were disposed of appropriately and properly. Um, it's basically Ponzi scheme insurance. Right. And so we charge what amounts to $24 per month per million of investor capital contributed to a deal. Right. So, and um, so that's sort of how it works. It works out to be about 2.8 basis points of equity. Right. So, so for that, that gives the investors the assurance that, hey, because I mean, a lot of investors, that's the feedback I received from them. It's like, these guys, I think they're really great. And, you know, I, I trust them, but like, I have no idea. I could, I mean, I could just as easily be in a Ponzi scheme and have no idea. Right. And so over and over and over again, I'm like, well, we can, we can remove that concern. It doesn't make any sense for you, especially in a deals performing to be losing sleep. Like we can remove that. And, and so that's the service that we offer is sort of the, the monitoring, ongoing monitoring. And then of course we can do all the other stuff too, like bookkeeping, financial statement preparation, the investor servicing, you can use our investor management platform, distributions, tax returns, right? So that's sort of our land and expand. We've got the, the core business, which is sort of the back office administration, um, but this upfront sort of sponsor due diligence and monitoring um, is the way that we feel like we can help sponsors grow their investor base, um, reduce the, the sales uh, lead time and increase your close rate. So basically you'll get on base more, uh, you, you'll get more at-bats and you'll get on base more often and you're going to score more runs, right? Like just to use the baseball analogy. That's, that's what I'm trying to do and help in that way rather than, hey, Mr. Investor, look at this awesome deal. You should put your money in it. I mean, maybe we could be successful at that for a period of time, but I just feel like that there's a lack of alignment there, right? It's not as powerful as just saying, hey, I can guarantee you that all these other things are in place. You're not going to get ripped off. You need to figure out whether the deal's any good. Um, that's, I, I just feel like that's a better way to go. It's, it's more inclusive, less exclusive. Um, it's more my style. Oh, that's, that's excellent. You're solving a lot of different problems that sponsors face uh, inevitably if they want to be successful in this business uh, long-term. So really awesome platform. Uh, how can people find you, Lance, learn more about you, learn more about Veravest? What's the best way? Yeah, I mean, you can go to veravest.com. Uh, I've got a podcast as well, The Real Estate Risk Report. You know, you can check that out. And then I'm most active on LinkedIn, right? So just type in, you know, my name, Lance Peterson with a Peterson with a D and, um, you know, 
super, super accessible. Obviously I'm, you know, here to like help sponsors, man. Just trying to help people build and grow their businesses is really what we're all about. For sure. Definitely reach out to Lance and we'll have a link to Lance's social media as well as his podcast. So you can search it on iTunes and give him a rating and review. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. And if you can give us a rating and review, we appreciate that. That's the way that iTunes recognizes the uh, podcast and we're able to get our message out to a greater audience. So we would appreciate that. And just want to thank Lance again for coming on the show today and hope to see you again soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much, Anthony. Appreciate it. Thank you.